Hello and welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax. I'm AJ. And we're here this week to discuss the 1994 and 99 classic films, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Well, now what year did you say that Nature Calls was? Nature Calls was 95. 95, okay. And then... I thought you said 99 for a second. No, no. It was only one year after Pet Detective, and... Oddly enough, it was only Pet Detective was only one year after the firm, and we're gonna get into why that is interesting in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, for those who have not seen these classic funny movies, no, the, the, I, I, you don't need to put some sarcasm on that. That they, they are I, classics. I, I, they are classics. Yes, uh, funny. No, they're funny. Yeah, they are the funny. Se- the second one is decidedly less funny the older you get. Yeah. But the first one still holds a lot of comedy to it. True. And then, oh, just for a little bit more context, the first one, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, this came out the same year as Dumb and Dumber and... The Mask. And The Mask. Um, I think this... It was this movie first, then The Mask, then Dumb and Dumber. Yes, all in the same year. So this was right at the start of Jim Carrey's film career. Mm -hmm. So this was like golden Jim Carrey time about Mm -hmm. I'd say uh, especially compared to some later events Yeah. now on to that plot so in Ace Ventura Pet Detective you'll never guess who Jim Carrey plays Ace Ventura a pet detective Mm. and his big uh, and he's he he finds lost pets basically I want to say he does more things but everything we see him reference is finding a lost pet his big thing is he loves animals now, here's a funny thing that, to think about, you know. If this movie were made today, the fact that he loves animals would probably play into some stupid bestiality joke. They didn't go that direction here. Thank God. Yeah, I was just trying to think if there was any, and I can't think of one. Nope. So, good on that. There was other tasteless jokes, which oh, yeah. we'll get in, which especially now, we'll, then we'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's, there are some embarrassing moments in this movie that make you make you go, yeah, ooh. It was they a different time. That, they wouldn't make that joke nowadays. Oh, no. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. And so, he gets a great big lost pet case, the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. their mascot, Snowflake, Snowflake. a dolphin has been kidnapped and he needs to find him mm-hmm. and hilarity ensues yes um and we're going to be talking about both movies today i'm gonna turn it over to aj who's gonna tell us a little bit about ace ventura when nature calls ace ventura when nature calls starts off with a uh, fresh of all fresh cliffhanger parody now for those of you who don't remember the movie cliffhanger it was an action movie with sylvester stallone about a rock climber Yay! Exciting! Yeah. It also had John Lithgow in it, so eh, there's that. So, anyway. So, it starts off with that cliffhanger parody. Ace Ventura is trying to save a raccoon in the Himalayas? There was something about how there was... The raccoon was the last survivor, so maybe there was a plane crash or something? That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that plane crash. Still weird. Um, So... He's trying to save the raccoon and loses the raccoon. He falls to his death. So he goes to a monastery and becomes oh, 
more like, oh, righty then. Yeah, you went a little fast on the righty then. I Anywho, also went a little flat. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, he become he becomes this you know monk who is trying to find inner peace, and it's made fairly obvious that the um, the head monk cannot stand him. And neither can anyone else, apparently. So, he, But they all convince him to leave to take this case to find the white bat. The great white bat. And I think we decided it was Africa? Yeah, you know, I always assumed this was Africa when I was a kid. They tell you where it's at, and we found out that that's actually a location in India. So maybe they, yeah, so we're not too... But We're not certain where it is supposed to be actually located, but if it is India, it's interesting because they always they do show establishing shots that are showing more like Sahara and Serengeti. I think they just stole a name from an a Indian place, an Indian village maybe, mm-hmm. in a way of not pissing off people mm-hmm. because they had the stereotypical African tribe people. Yep. Um, and in India, you would have had the um, untouchables instead. Yeah. So. Anyway, so... He's charged with finding this great white bat. He also has a fear of bats, apparently, that we never heard of before. But, anywho, um, he tries to find the bat, and hilarity ensues. Want to know more? Well, we're going to get into this. There will be spoilers, because at the 20-something year mark, I... No. Um, and right now, for your reference, these are both streaming on Hulu as of late June 2017. Yep. Uh, so, you know, quality programming there, which actually is not sarcasm considering how little I've been finding on Netflix lately, just in terms of things that actually aired in theaters and was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's great aside. We're going to take a brief moment to hear a couple words from some fellow podcasters, and then we will be right back. We didn't listen to our parents, and now, well, now we get into cars with complete strangers. My name is Mike O'Connor. I drive for a rideshare company and host a weekly podcast called Can I Get a Ride? Having a stranger get into your car can be anxiety-inducing. Lucky for me, I like to talk. Listen in as I share stories of passengers from all walks of life, reflect on shared experiences, and laugh at the outrageous overheard conversations coming from my backseat. Can I Get a Ride can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and more. Be sure to check out my website at canigetaridepodcast.com. Follow on Twitter at M-Y-K-O-C-O-N-N-O-R and on Instagram at Can I Get a Ride. I drive, we talk, I get hungry. That's life. Hey, Mr. Stallone, have you heard the Movie Source Rex podcast? Uh, I don't know much about the Movie Source Rex podcast, but I, uh, I hear that it's a really great podcast, great movie show. Uh, they got impressions. They're not good impressions, but they're impressions. Uh, you know, they got uh, movie news. They got uh, movie discussion. You know, I don't know much about the movie discussion, but uh, go see my new movie, Expendables 10, you know? If you want to hear more stuff like this, head over to the Movie Source Rex podcast. 
Or don't. Or, or don't. It don't, <laughs> it don't really fucking matter, does it? Do what you want. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe do. Or don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please listen to us. Where can people find us? They can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And they can get in contact with the show via Twitter by tweeting at MREX Podcast. That's at MREX Podcast. Is that all right? And we're back. Um, we just took a little break there. Here's some words from a few fellow podcasters. And AJ and I also got into a bit of a tangent about the movie Marathon Man. Is it safe? Of which he has not Is seen. Is it safe? So I show my YouTube clip. Is it safe? Forgetting his love for dentist. Is it safe? So I've learned my lesson not to do that. Is it safe? <laughs> yes, it's fucking safe. Okay. <laughs> for me. Anyways. <laughs> I'm getting glared at now. Is it safe? Send help. <laughs> anyway. So, on to our you know, thoughts on the movie. Remember, spoiler heavy, spoiler ridden on a movie that is over 20 years old, people. Yes, and I don't remember if I saw this in theaters. i pretty sure I saw it on VHS when it first came out. I saw the original Ace Ventura in theaters. Honestly, about the age my brother would have been at that time, it's possible, but there's a certain scene that only airs on the DVD version, I think it was. So that's where... No, it was on TV as well, wasn't it? Maybe. So either way, it wasn't in the theatrical release, and I remember the scene. I can't remember what the scene was now. It was, the, it was the scene where he's talk, where he's acting to be the um, trainer of Snowflake. Yes, there we go. And I always remember that as part of the movie. So that is my only context. Um, though it wouldn't have been out of character for me to see this in the theater either, as uh, I remember watching Living Color growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a, so much in Living Color with my dad when I was growing up. And just to state myself here, I was 11 I'm sorry, I was 10 when this movie premiered in theaters. And it's very possible I saw it in theaters. So. You remember why we probably watched it, watched it in Living Color when we were kids? Because The Simpsons was the lead-in. Ah, that might be it then. Yes. But I still found it funny. In yep. fact, one day I'd like to go Rasputin's and pick up that box set. But till then, I'll just stick to Fire Marshal Bill clips on YouTube. Speaking of Fire Marshal Bill, I wonder where the... You know, inspiration for some of the characters in this in Ace Ventura came from. Oh yeah, of course. But you know, you won't. There's only one scene I think I we both saw that we were like, okay, yeah, that's definitely some Fire Marshal Bill right there. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, no, he pretty much he he does his own thing with this movie. True. He it was just he gives you some inspiration for what he is able to do, and I'm trying to think. I know he was in stuff before this. I know he was in a movie called Once Been. Um, yep. Hmm. That one, he was... Because he carried this movie really well. Yeah. For being so early in his career. Well, but the thing is... For he, film. For Hollywood. Well, that's why Jim Carrey was lauded so much, is because he did such a great job early in his career. So, you know, anyway. So, Ace Ventura 1. Yes. Go. Okay. So, let's just get this out of the way right now. Main plot point of the movie is that the kidnapper of Snowflake is the police is the police sergeant, police chief, mm-hmm. um, wherever the hell she is. Uh, who is who? The police chief is actually a cross-dressing former cook kicker for the Miami Dolphins. Not just cross-dressing; she had top surgery. She is a trans. 
Um, gender. Trans, she's transgender. And the main plot point is not just that she's transgender, not just that she's actually lying about who she is, she didn't go through proper label changes because mm-hmm. she wanted revenge. No, it's that she used her womanly power, her new found fem... Her, the fact Femininity. that she was a woman to kiss these guys, and then now they're so disgusted and horrified that they kissed a man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's see that fly today. Oh, yeah. Well, let's also see the fact that they showed a clear outline of a dick and balls, and yeah, that would have been an R rating nowadays. Mm, yeah. There are would. quite a few bits of this movie that would now make it an R rating. Yeah, and this was only PG-13. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because you didn't outright see... It was an outline there, but back then... Maybe the theory was parents weren't as stupid and could explain it away to their kids easier. No, I think the theory was kids are stupid. Who cares? Yeah, true. Um, and remember the shit that was in the Goonies? Yes. Yeah. I have to watch that again soon. Yeah. I haven't seen it for a while. <laughs> Goonies. Great movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost had Goonies are good at our wedding, but uh, we have went with some other songs. Yeah. Like, the DuckTales... Uh, the video game music from the moon. Yes. That was important. Tangent. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a big thing with the movie. And then, as well, there was... What was the other big... There's something else that was really big for this movie to be like, oh, why didn't it get an R rating, or why wouldn't it pass today? Hmm. There was a sex scene, but it really wasn't no, that bad. It wasn't that bad, considering what's shown now. and Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some language which who gives a crap pretty much um because you can get away with you can get away with the f- f- with one fuck in a PG-13 movie so yeah did they say fuck at all in this one? I don't remember I'm not too sure probably not for the time but there's a little bit of language it's yeah so yeah it was really just that one thing that makes me think there was most controversy mm-hmm. which is why I was really interested in watching it again just to see kind of like okay has you know how much does this affect really the enjoyability of the movie? Mm-hmm. For me, it uh, it doesn't. I mean, it's there on the back of the mind. Like that's wrong, but well, of course not because the thing is, we can't remember what it was, so it didn't affect our enjoyment of the movie. No, I mean the um, the controversy that would be if it was out today with the whole. Oh yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying though. It's like we we saw it, we saw it recently, didn't remember it. I did. Well, I mean, you know what I mean, though. We we didn't remember it as like a, oh, this is a controversial moment. We still don't see it really as that kind of controversial moment. But we do see that if released today, you'd get some really awful people. Oh, yeah. Just going absolutely ape shit over it. Well, I actually was going to say, I still find it enjoyable, but I, there is that thought in the back of my head, like, this is wrong, this will not fly mm-hmm. today. But still looking at it in context of the movie mm-hmm. and just knowing we was from a different time. Um, kind of like the same way all the people who are saying no smoking in movies because it's bad for kids and mm-hmm. we can't let them know that it's okay or anything. But when you watch a period drama, it's okay because it's setting that tone. It's it's yeah. knowing that this is where it was created and knowing that even back then there, there was probably some controversy about this, but... Yeah. Um, there wasn't the internet. The internet wasn't as big to get people in as much arms. Mm-hmm. The internet was basically full of comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah. That was it. So the the power of the internet was not... 
what even it is a today. fraction what it was today. Or what it is today. Yeah. Um, other actor in this movie, we have Tone Loke. Mm-hmm. Because after Baby's Kids, we need another paycheck. And then Baby's we... Kids, Fern Gully, anything that needed a deep-voiced black guy in the 90s. Do not trash Fern Gully. That had Tim Curry as the evil villain. And it was awful, but I fucking loved Tim Curry, so... Yeah. Um, and then we have what I just like to think of as early careers of the Friends stars. Courtney Cox was in this as well as the main mm-hmm. female romantic lead. Between her and the and Ace Ventura and Jennifer Aston in Leprechaun, I want these movies to be everywhere for them forever because you can. See, make- the thing is, you keep, you always bring up her in Leprechaun. You know what I remember her from? What? She was on a sketch comedy show called The Edge on Fox. That's what I remember her from. Do you not remember that show at all? Yeah. So anyway, what other points would you like to make about the first movie? First movie, not really much of anything of note. There's a few things I'm going to bring up about the first movie when we get more to the second movie here in a bit. In a bit. Okay. Um, but I do want to point out one thing that I never noticed as a kid that uh, that just kind of a logical fallacy at the end of the movie mm-hmm. that dra- that drove me a little crazy. Um, so end of the movie, um, Ace Ventura, you know, saves Dan Marino and Snowflake and get them to the Super Bowl. Um, in Miami, Florida, which is just odd that if, I mean, it's not illegal for it to happen in football, but a team to have a Super Bowl in their home stadium just, doesn't really happen. Um, just because it's never happened doesn't mean it, there's no rule against it. Yeah. It just never has happened. Yes. And, but the thing, anyway, they wouldn't hold a Super Bowl at that stadium anyway. That stadium sucks. Well, um, keep in mind the distance from where Snowflake was kidnapped and taken to and the mm-hmm. stadium is about the same as the Beast Castle from the town in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Five-minute walk. <laughs> anyway, so, end of the movie, they're all sitting there talking, and get, they get Dan Marino back to the Super Bowl, and, you know, it's get, roll, starting to roll the end credits. So, we're all of a sudden, Ace sees this, you know, albino pigeon that he saw in the first, ad uh, that he was chasing after at the first part of the movie for a $25,000 reward. So he starts going for it, and then all of a sudden, the mascot comes up and shoots the bird away. Which, the point is, I'd like to point out, is that Ace Ventura and everyone else was on the Miami Dolphins side of the field. The mascot that shooed the bird away was an Eagles mascot. No, they were playing the Eagles. They were supposed to be playing the Eagles. Who the fuck let the mascot on the opposite side of the field and let him drink from the water containers? Someone... During the Super Bowl. Well... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You took that away. I took away, how did they manage to get the dolphin back from the um, kidnapper's place, make sure he was okay, and get him to perform for the Super Bowl and not be traumatized from being far away and just in general transport him? The magic of exposition. And that is why the eagle was on the dolphin side of the field. Yeah, I don't know why. Generally, and, and exposition doesn't work here either. That was just me trying to think of a joke and not... Reaching and reaching too far. The but, point of all this is that we enjoy the movie so much we're having to nitpick shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's get on to Ace Ventura 2. Somebody needs some money, baby. Oh, yeah. This this movie was just a cash grab. Keep because this movie mind. only came out a year after the original movie. And keep in mind, how many sequels to his own movies has Jim Carrey done? Not many. One. What's the other one? 
This one. Oh, he hasn't done a sequel to any other movie? No. You sure about Dumb and Dumber 2? Oh, up to Dumb and Dumber 2. Sorry, when I was reading the trivia, no one had kept updating the trivia to that point. <laughs> so Dumb and Dumber 2 would be the only other one, because he wasn't in Dumb and Dumber or... Well, yeah, but that wasn't even a true sequel. That was written by a whole different crew, different studio, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It wasn't... Yeah. It, we'll all forget it ever even existed. Just like Dumb and Dumber 2. Yes, that movie was kind of awful. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyway. Ace Ventura 2... Now, when I was a kid, I absolutely, fantastically loved this movie. It was stupid. It was goofy. It was funny. It was hilarious. (sighs) I still kind of liked it, but... Man, this movie has its problems. When you think of this movie, before before we saw it again, Mm -hmm. before we just watched it the other day, before that... When you saw this movie, what was the first scene that came to your mind? Uh, 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 uh. For context, people who can't see what AJ is doing. He, it's the scene where he gets the two spears stuck in his leg and is pointing them out. You know what mine was? Hmm. Ace and the rhinoceros, yeah, the rhinoceros giving birth to Ace. Yeah. And the family watching. <laughs> It's a teaching moment, children. Yes. So, yeah, anyway, the, there are things in this movie that there are, like I said, there are definite problems with this movie. Um, first off, knowing now a lot of the trivia, that Jim Carrey did not want to make this movie. There are many things about this movie that he disagreed with, and having seen the movie recently, yeah, I, I would have disagreed with the choi- their choices, too. For example, the whole being allergic or being afraid of bats thing, he questioned, like, can he be, like, allergic or something? Or Yeah. And no, they said, no, he has to be afraid because they'll make it funnier or something. And they were trying to rip off Indiana Jones, I'm sure. Yeah. Just because, you know, Indy had the whole snakes thing. And the problem is, if he's chasing after a bat, mm-hmm. you have to go where bats are. Now, there was no bats in the first movie, so we can't really say that there wasn't mm-hmm. any clues there that are causing issues, but... It just makes so many issues. And then the whole thing came up with, like, um, the tribe, they... Their main export was guano, which is bat... Uh, bat shit. Yeah. Which is the other main thing I remember about this movie. Thank you for mm-hmm. teaching me things. And so it was just... It made no sense. And he, he just always got this disgusted look whenever there was guano around, which... Granted, if I'm licking my plate and there's... Sh- it's, I learned it's made of shit, I'm gonna have a few questions. Mm-hmm. But it just, his overreaction to that just, it, Made it didn't lose. feel right. It yeah. didn't feel as genuine. No, it really didn't feel genuine. My pro, my issues, I mean, like I said, it's just a lot of the choices. Um, some of the jokes still landed. Some of the jokes were really just kind of, ah. Okay, let's put it this way. I've always kind of detested the, the TV show Frasier. Because in the in the show Frasier, we come we come into Frasier coming back to Seattle, his hometown, to do a radio show as a radio psychologist, and he's acting like the most pompous asshole there is, and who doesn't know a thing about being blue collar or anything like that. Now that completely goes against the arc that his character had in Cheers. 
And that's what annoyed me about it, is because they were rebooting Frasier back to being this pompous ass. I mean, he was always—he was still kind of a pompous ass, but he had—he knew to have, how to have fun. He knew how to be more blue collar and do, and to how to interact with people more than he did when he was on Frasier or when he first started in Cheers. That was what. So, knowing that, that's kind of what my problem was with Ace Ventura too. Ace Ventura in the first movie, he was a very—he was a decent. Um. He was a decent, dete- decent hard working detective who did have some assholeish qualities, but you know, for the most part, he was still a good guy. He cared for the animals. Um, yeah. Like in his, at the beginning of the movie, he, he saves a dog. Like there's a mm-hmm. custody dispute between a ex wife and husband, whatever, mm-hmm. and he saves a dog. And the little, um, back when cars had like little ashtrays in them all the mm-hmm. time, he had dog treats in there for the pets. And, like yeah. he did that. He had a bunch of pets at home that he took care of. He did all these things, yep. and so he was really, truly great guy to animals. Yeah. In this movie, it's it just it's seemed- a means to an end. In this movie, he doesn't he doesn't show really that he has any care, especially with the whole being scared of bats thing. Doesn't make any sense. No. Um, plus, it's just there is a lot of things in this movie that just do not make sense. It. I think it's. I think what happened is he got popular. Mm-hmm. Someone saw a cash cow. They convinced him to go for mm-hmm. since it was early in his career. He, you know, kind of got here's, swayed a bit. Here's my thought. I think this movie was originally written for a whole different thing, and they just decided to slap Ace Ventura into it. That is probably really... That's probably correct. I don't think I read all of the trivia on IMDb about it, mm-hmm. and of course we know how true that all is, but yeah, that's where I tend to go just to... It tends to carry a little bit more weight than me reading it on a random website. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's still, it still it gives me that feeling just because there's so many movies they do this for. Yeah. And it's like too many hands in the pot. Yeah. Um, another example, because you gave Frasier, um, I read an article recently about the show Webster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, different strokes knockoff from the 80s. Yeah. Um, basically, that show was originally going to star an ex-football player and his wife and be about them. Mm-hmm. Then they found a little cute... Um, kid of color mm-hmm. and decided that you know they were going to pull uh, a different strokes and Gary Coleman have this kid be there and mm-hmm. the kid happened to have a similar a similar condition to where he didn't age yep. or he didn't, he didn't grow yep. let's put it that way and so they decided okay we're going to do this and now the show became about them as a family after adopting the no I'm sorry the ex football player his one of his friends passed away and Len he basically became the godparent of this kid yeah and it was just like, it became something totally different than what this guy wasn't signed up for. Mm-hmm. And then he had to spend eight years doing this shit. Yep. And then, now to clarify why I read this article, because it was telling me about the final episode of the series, which was a crossover between Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Webster with Worf. And, like, somehow Webster gets beamed onto this bridge of the Enterprise. What? Yes. It is. What? Yes, it's called uh, Web Trek. I'm trying to find it somewhere. Uh, it's basically, a cl- and, and, and not only is it a crossover episode, it's a clips episode too. It's a clip show. Uh, <laughs> and I've broken uh, AJ. <laughs> but yeah, I heard about this on Reddit, I think, and I had to go look it up. And my what? brain. Again, that's another example of too many hands in the pot, and I'm getting way off track here. Okay, so, but anyway, 
his character doesn't is, is not acting the same way. He's he's they made him much stupider in this movie. He pulled a Homer Simpson. He pulled a definite Homer Simpson. But Homer Simpson, he slowly became dumber. Yeah, he slowly did. This is went went from one movie to the next where he yeah. just dropped about 20 or 30 IQ points. And it's been maybe a year or two and mm-hmm. I could say it's from the trauma of what happened with the raccoon cuz they tried no, to make no, it out no, like no. he's damaged my or point, not my, that he's damaged. They tried th- to make it out that he's that he's has PTSD trauma from it. Yes. Um, but no, I think what it is is he did he did this movie then he did The Mask, but then he did Dumb and Dumber where he get, where it became insanely popular. And they thought, oh, we're going to make another comedy movie. And we're going to have Jim Carrey in it. Let's have him act like an idiot. Yeah. Because there is, if you watch this movie again and think, there's a little bit more Lloyd in him in this movie. E, we landed on the moon. Yeah. So, anywho. Movie, movie goes through this whole thing of him trying to find the bat. He finds the bat, gets it back, then ends with him having had sex with an underage um, tribal girl. Which, I'm sorry, they never say what her actual age is, if I remember correctly, but... Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, and the reason, the reason you know they had sex is because she was promised to another tribe as... Um, basically, as all marriages were traditionally. Mm-hmm. A bid for power. Yep. Uh, to, you know, to make public uh, political relations. Yep. And she, uh, you know... Somehow, apparently, the guy the they get married, and the guy goes to consummate, and knows within three seconds that you know what? No, she's had sex before, and they uh, all blame again. This Ace. is, but this is just a myth, and especially during the early nineties. You, a lot of guys still believe the fact that a woman had to have her if a woman didn't have her hymen, she was no longer a virgin. Yeah, because you know, there's no chance that it could have been torn through any other means in their lives, and. A lot of guys don't understand the fact that the hymen can also not tear sometimes. It's stretchy if you do it right. Yeah. Um, and that's been the sex lesson of the day. Anyway, so this movie, there's, and this movie has so many problems. It, it's kind of racist. It's kind of sexist. Uh, the fact that Tommy Davidson plays like a short midget type. Yeah, well, but that warrior but see, that, that, that and that's, that's the least did. that is the least of this movie's worries. Yeah, it is the least of this movie's worries. But yeah, that's. But there are also things that are great about this movie. There are great jokes. The uh, the um, rhinoceros thing. We've everyone's seen it. Everyone loves it. it it's funny. Um, like I said, the fight with Tommy Davidson. Yeah, where he gets the spear stuck in his legs. I freaking love that. I've always loved that. It's great physical comedy. Yeah, it's it's when it gets back to the heart of what Ace Ventura is. That's, that's not, where not. I have the problem with this movie. Is where it just you don't. I'm glad they never made an Ace Ventura three, because if they continued on this trend, we would have Ace Ventura three. I don't know when he finds a dragon or some such garbage. Uh, so he goes to uh, Westeros. Yeah. So, anyway, it's. I think I'm going to end it there because there's really nothing else for me to say other than, uh, about this. Because I, I, like I said, I did. I don't know. I don't care. I those don't count. 
She's ser- she's searching for those um, stupid made for TV Ace Ventura Junior movies that, that they released came a few- out in two thousand nine, almost ten years ago. Yeah. So you said there was no three. Yeah, I count that as a turd. So I'm sorry, third. Uh huh. Yeah. So it was- I don't count that. I don't. I don't consider that part of the series at all. I think someone got the rights to the name and just said, to hell with it, let's make money. That could be said the same for the second one. But True. It, if you notice, we spent the first movie talking about nitpicking little things that we loved, mm-hmm. and, and specifically, and we spent the second movie just nitpicking, not nitpicking, just going over generalizations about the movie, because when it was, when it, when it was basically the original script that was meant to be Ace Ventura... Mm-hmm. When that part was on, when that part of the movie came on, it was great. Yeah. When it went off the rails and was trying to be something else, it was not. No. Um, and I'm really glad um, Jim Carrey shot didn't do many more sequels. Um, he only did the Dumb and Dumber two. Yeah. Um, just because he kind of knew where his strengths were, and he, I wonder if this kind of soured him on the whole idea of like, you know what, this isn't fun. This isn't the yeah. same character. It's, you know, let's get it over with. Let's one and done. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's wait till he see he, till he makes his next comic movie, Vaccine Man. Dun, dun, dun. Well, wasn't he dating Jane McCarthy at one point? Yes, he was, and he fucking drank the Kool Aid. Oh, time to make everyone feel old. Jim Carrey is a grandfather. Yep. Read that. Um, no, I do remember those. He got like a uh, we did the handprints in front mm-hmm. of the Chinese theater in the nineties. Yeah, I remember reading something. Back in the nineties, so I remember this apparently um, about how his daughter, who was eleven at the time, was there with him. So, yeah. so I kind of had an idea, but I didn't realize that he had grandchildren. And because I was reading one of those "Let's Make You Feel Old" stories, and I was talking mm-hmm. about how him and Snoop Dogg are grandparents. I'm like, okay, we're done now. Stop. I'm, I, I'm a twin. I am twenty one. Nah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this movie not so great. Um, Another another thing I really did not like about this movie, they there are so many parts in this movie where it's just a shot for shot pulling scenes from the original Ace Ventura. The whole him revealing the stuff and then doing the let's do that in an instant replay. Mm-hmm. Eh, really? It probably played well to the kids and I'm yeah, calling it, a produ- I'm calling a producer there probably. Yeah. Alright, anyway. First movie, thumbs up. Second movie, eh. Only if you really rem- want to remember it. If um, you want to just dive into nostalgia. Yeah. Um, or if you're really curious, go for it. But I wouldn't spend more than $5 on the movie if you can help it. Yeah. Um, there will be a link on the blog post at nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. As always, there's going to be a blog post and there's going to be a link to where you can buy this movie on Amazon. At this point, I do not get paid for the Amazon links, um, but I'm going to be linking to a Blu-ray DVD combo for Ace Ventura 1 and 2 that's about 10 bucks. so mm-hmm. if you want them both, you can get it. If not, if you have Hulu, if it's still up there, check mm-hmm. it out. Um, I'd, anything else you want to say about either movie, AJ? Not really, no. Alright, well then I want to give a big shout out to all our listeners on TuneIn, iTunes, The Podbean Player, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Speaker, everywhere else that fine podcasts are played. We want to thank you all for tuning in, as well um, as all of our loyal listeners who listen anyway else. 
Uh, we love you, and if you like this podcast even a little bit, want to consider becoming a Patreon. Uh, you can find more information at the blog post at nonoms.net. Um, you'll also find information about the free 30-day trial to Audible that you know we are partnering with Audible to offer. and gives you a link and all the details there. Um, and then you can find out information about past episodes, um, other things that are going on. Um, you can always leave a comment there as well. Give us suggestions for what you want to see in the future. Um, and yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so once again, thank you all for tuning in today. It's been a pleasure and me and AJ are going to get to work on some more wonderful stuff to come in the future. Yep. Bye. Bye.